once again, you've managed to find uh, the Beards Creek, Creek podcast, and we thank you for listening. And today, uh, over the last, are you chewing still? <laughs> <laughs> over the last three months or four months, we have talked often with um, with folks from the Wanakina Forestry Forest School, Forestry School, Ranger School, Ranger School, but none of you are Rangers. Um, and so today we have a, a unique opportunity in that we have four uh, recent alumni of the um, Wanakina Ranger School. And I have uh, the authority of my cousin who graduated in 82 to refute anything that you guys may say. <laughs> um, so we have a long history, uh, and at least in our family. And um, so to my left, I have... Um, Charlie Culkin, who just graduated from yep. the Ranger School. Class of 23. All right. And then we'll let everybody else introduce themselves. So you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, I guess I can go first. Um, Gabe Cavallaro, class of 2020. Woohoo, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Senna, uh, class of 2020. Emily Culkin, the best class, 2020. All right. So a little we, outnumbered. Yeah, you are outnumbered. <laughs> but as we'll find as the podcast goes through, you had it much tougher than they oh, did. Oh, yeah. So, mm. um, actually, no, 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 I actually year, did a full no. year of school. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. You know, when I went to Ranger School, <laughs> did you graduate early? No. Uh-huh. When we went, it was you had to actually cut the trees down by mm-hmm. hand. and We did it. Charlie and I did a podcast last week, and... Um, was it? Last? It was two weeks ago, and I was talking about when I graduated in '94, and uh, and I did not graduate from the Ranger School, um, mm. but I graduated with a degree in in re- natural resource management, and um, Charlie was giving me crap about well, yeah a lot of the species you learned aren't even in existence anymore. <laughs> like, no, I'm pretty sure they're still around. But so today we just thought we would get together and kind of reminisce a little bit, hear some of your experiences about uh, Ranger School. Typically, the podcast is faith, family, and um, stewardship, and so we probably aren't going to touch a whole lot on the faith part, <laughs> um, but we may touch a, a bit more on the uh, family, certainly, because family... We are a family. We are. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't... Uh, family is, is not just blood, and we will definitely talk about stewardship, but so... We'll start real simple. What were your, um, like, what's your favorite memory? Actually, you know what? Let's back up before we get to favorite memory. Somebody kind of share a little bit about what the Ranger School is. What makes it so unique? Well, Charlie was just there, so (laughs) (laughs) he probably knows best. So being a forest tech, I feel like I probably do know the most about Ranger School because it was the original of the three courses. Are you... How many else uh, is everybody? I will stand here for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may be turd farmers, but we farm well. <laughs> um, just like Charlie, uh, Gabe, and I uh, were in the forest tech man. Um, Nobody went surveying, huh? Nobody no, went no. surveying. Did you, did you, you dumb Miss, enough? Mr. Mr. Thompson wanted me to. Yeah, did he you? always wants everyone to. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Money wasn't worth it. No. Um, so Ranger School started, I think, the construction for the building in 1911, and first class was 1913. Sure. I, I, and that is true. You can look it up, I'm sure, <laughs> somewhere. Um, doesn't say in that. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and it was established for 
to, as a, a school for foresters. I don't know how else to put it. Um, essentially, so what, I, I was going to say, I mean, essentially, I, I don't know why it was called it was Rangers. A, I still don't know why it's called Rangers. Um, what was that game? It only just. Well, I was just going to say, essentially, back then it was like a trade school. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, but so then it was it was a full year. So you it was like three hundred and fifty days or something. Like you were there the whole year, versus like a, a regular school year, what it is now. Unless you go during COVID when it's only right, you know, you're, you're like a month or two short. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so it it has kind of grown since and has been since adopted by ESF. I don't know the history, but it's it's set apart because we take more courses than normal. I would say credit wise, oh, yeah. and it's and it's really all forestry. Like you're not taking a lot of other odd classes. It's all really dedicated to this major. Um, and it's the only you have to go through Ranger School at ESF to get that um, Associates in Applied Science, I believe. As far as I was told, that's yeah, the only avenue think, to get that. Yeah, there's no way at main campus that you can get an Associates mm -hmm. degree in Forest Technology or Land Surveying, ENRC. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know. Do you know what year ENRC was um, established? No, I didn't even know what year. They had their first class. That's yeah. why I said sure. I want to say I'll it was early two thousands. ENRC, like it, it's yeah. It's been definitely it has been a more recent. Surveying program. is t kind of older because there was a mm -hmm. you could like have a focus on surveying in the I think that started in like the nineties or eighties where you well, there could, was there was a, a major that focused like on paper production or something. That's at main campus. Okay, but I we was thinking they done. That. I'm okay. sure that there were courses that were like the courses have all changed significantly. Dunder Mifflin started out of the Rangers. Well, they they did the, like cartography. That's like what she said. They did their maps on on tables, and now we do maps in GIS. Like it's all, it's yeah. it's all the same concepts of mapping and forestry and and timber work, but it's advanced with the advancement of the the industry itself. Yeah. I mean, heck, they used to do dynamite classes where they yeah. go blow up roads. Really? Yeah. They had a it was, oh, yeah. They, they, they had a demolitions yeah. class that so wow. you got certified in demolitions until, and I want to say that might have been a part of the forest uh, or the timber road. Um, yeah. class. I'm not positive. That's cool. Yep. But, yeah, yeah, they used to go, you know, blow, blow up stuff. Yeah. To, this oh, is yeah. hey, this is how you make a forest road in the middle of a mountain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sure rocks off. And yeah, so, but yeah I was gonna say, I do remember we actually did a lab where there's some old boxes out there in the middle of the woods on some of their on, you know, a section of the property that you know they used to keep dynamite in there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Can yep. you imagine teaching college students how to do it? <laughs> Stay here yeah. enough teaching us how to start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> or use a chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, the yeah. amount of chaps our class went through. I don't think ours went through any. Oh. Really? You're From people like, getting hit Got him. Yeah. You're yeah. kidding. Yeah, there was yeah, a couple was people say, I could think of. A few. You know, one kid had the saw running and set it down on the ground while it was chain was still moving, and it caught the chaps right around his ankle. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But we got chainsaw yeah. safety boots you now, so we used to they used you know, we used to turn the chainsaw around and carry it a certain way and after running it for a little bit the muffler gets hot and yep. it would oh, yeah. put a little pinholes in the uh -huh. chaps yep. and they didn't like that either. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, you know, we the, ch the the saw should not touch your legs at all. Mm -hmm. The muffler <laughs> will get hot and if it melts we were like the chaps were we're done. If they was yeah. melted, if yep. it was caught yeah. anything like yeah. that, you had to turn them in and pay for it. Who is yeah. who taught your your actual cutting. Vavrichek. Vavrichek yeah. and Fleming. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Fleming, I guess, taught 
a little bit, but he was really there still as like the, the tool, and, and he did that. But most of the cutting was taught by Vabercheck. Yep. I was gonna say that the initial lesson that we did, I want to say like where they first put chainsaws in our hands, was taught by Vabercheck, and then we did another lesson where they showed us how to make notches mm-hmm. in the trees. So they essentially, mm. you know, cut a little, I don't know, two foot section out of a tree, um, felled it first, and then cut it up into sections, and then basically ratcheted it to mm-hmm. the stump. Yep. yep. Still and doing that. Yep. 20, 23. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> really, three years later. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you well, think they have so more I guess not much has changed. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I, I know Fleming taught, at least my, I know they split us up into uh, yeah. multiple groups and stuff yep. like that. He did, so I know he Fleming did taught us how to do that. Did he have you guys take the survey of like how comfortable are you with saws? Like how much mm-hmm. experience do you have with those? Mm-hmm. My yeah, I my group, remember. I was the first person to cut because apparently on mine, I was the most experienced and, and comfortable. <laughs> and I was like, none of them were like that high, but I'm not that comfortable with the socks or can kill you no matter how. <laughs> If I got too comfortable, it probably would kill me. Um, and I had, like, cut before, cut at Bosey, so, like, I had experience. But it, it was interesting being the first person to do it. And I, like, made a cut, and at the end, he goes, so what did he – does anybody see anything he did wrong? And some kid was like, oh, his leg was on the right side. Like, he needed to be all the way to the left. And I'm thinking in my head, I was like, I'm straddling a log. How do you want me to have my both legs on the same side of the log? And it was it's just weird stuff like that that are – this is how they want you to do it. This is how like the book would say safely, mm-hmm. but it's just not practical when you're working with around logs and. Did you guys have to, Emily and Anna? Did you run saws? Oh yeah, she I mean ev- she was everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone uh, at Ranger School got to run a saw, and then specifically Forest Tech students uh, ran saws more, and we also did the. Uh, harvesting class mm-hmm. yeah. so that we got to actually fell trees and skid them out and scale them. Oh, and that's right. We had you the sent same pictures training. when you were in videos of you two driving the skidder. Yeah, yeah. we had the yeah. same training. We still had a couple days where we were out skidding. Like I learned to drive the skidder yep. too. And then we had a trail day where mm-hmm. you were split up into groups and we could run the saw then. So did you, mm-hmm. as any ERC, fell trees at all? Because mm-hmm. we had. Actually, the front wood block of scotch pine. Mm-hmm. Um, what pine? Scotch. <laughs> we worked in there. Okay. We had a, there was a white pine, and this was across the road where they had the, um, we've got one of the picnic areas up the hill from there. We did a, a thinning for them that we went in and, and we're dropping white pines doing a, probably a, a crown. I don't think it was a crown thinning at that point. It might've been crop tree thinning would be my guess. Mm-hmm. No, but. <clears throat> so the three of you then also went on to ESF. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Right. Which yep. is the, that's a, it's essentially on Syracuse, on SU campus, mm-hmm. right? And it was, so you went for the, a four-year degree. And yep. what, what is your degree actually in? You, if you got an applied science in. Yeah, so the, the associate's degree from Ranger School is in forest technology. And then uh, Gabe and I went on to get a forest resource management um, okay. bachelor's degree from ESF, a main campus. Cool. And my degree from ranger school was environmental natural resources conservation it's a mouthful and then i went back to main campus and my bachelor's is in natural resources management but we were in the same department okay i was gonna say the two those two degree fields they're in the same compartment but the forest resource management focuses mainly on timber Mm -hmm. and managing you know woodlots and 
big large forests and stuff like that whereas the natural resource management and i'm sure you could talk a little bit more about this too emily but they manage you know they learn about a more widespread management of all forests and they you know they take into account wildlife and forest health forest health like a lot of that stuff yeah which like where we would focus a little bit on that but we mainly focused on the timber where you guys focused on all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's cool did um uh, so how many were in your class do you remember the three of you guys 54 right they so. might have yeah. dropped down once liz dropped out well, yeah, I was going to say, we had a few people We had a few people leave. Um, you know, one girl left within the first two weeks, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. And then we had another girl leave um, in the spring semester. Yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. No. But we had, uh, I think we had the most females mm-hmm. in our class. Mm-hmm. At yep. that time. At that yep. time. At time. And, and, yeah. yeah. I don't and think there was seventeen of been us. surpassed. 17 I think female. it did the next yes. year. Oh, was it? Yeah, I, knew, yeah, I, I knew think I was going to say even. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say I think the class the next year had even more than, even more people than we had. They had mm-hmm. like sixty or ours did not. Girls? No, 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 not no, girls. No. Just total people. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Charlie, we, we had your class. We had forty six, and I think five or six. Let me get this right. Four females, two that didn't have a. Uh, a gender assignment. Yeah. Um, but they were in the, the female's wing, so yeah. call what you will. <laughs> we had one of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. It was so my neighbor. So um, what's the age range? I mean, is it... <laughs> <laughs> there is none. I mean, yeah, if you I mean, want to go to school and learn about forestry and or environmental science, anything like that, just... Sign up and go to the ranger school. Typically, yeah. uh, it's a second year college mm-hmm. uh, year, um, but we did have two students that came right out of high school that had fulfilled a couple college requirements to get into the school. Um, but our oldest student was, I think, twenty nine at the time, thirty. Yeah, Edwin I think he turned. Th- I think 30s, Edwin turned yeah. thirty while we were there. Yeah. So, um, but I know people who have gone in their fifties or sixties to yeah. the ranger school. So my class was set to break the record. Um, 68 year old was he went through all the process and got accepted and one thing or another financials he didn't want he couldn't live on campus and you know being that mm. old um, and ended but up backing out 40 yeah so we had we had Marky Mark who was a little over 40 I'm not exactly positive so he was he was one of the older and I actually wasn't the youngest right. I I did go through um, high school got credits took a couple of online classes was able to go without going to ESF ever mm-hmm. um, so all the guys all the guys joked that I was the baby of the class and were they, so there was were a lot those of jokes guys there. more immature like the high school those who uh, go right from high school there you could tell that they had never stepped foot in mm, college yeah yeah, yeah but you know they were yeah. just part of our class yeah. Yeah. yeah you know well and charlie you were the same age i was when i was at ranger right. school because you have a later birthday and yep. graduated yep. later yeah there was i mean one of my friends was only two months older than me but he went because he was young for his his uh class mm-hmm. and so everybody you know i was always the run of the the jokes that i was oh he's just a little baby like or like there was a lot of those <laughs> jokes going on um, but like there was some of the guys were two months older than me and just had an extra year of college on me. So there's, but we had one, um, Kendall was, I don't know, a couple months younger than me. So I was not the youngest, believe it or not. But that's all right. Honestly, I think you did it the right way. Oh yeah. I got no debt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. No debt. And now you're out. Working. I will say, I mean, you guys can talk about this too, but 
Uh, so I went to ESF my freshman year before going to ranger school. Anna and Gabe, you guys didn't, and Charlie, you didn't. One thing that I found beneficial in having gone to ESF was I knew what their standards were for writing. Like I had taken writing classes yeah. through ESF before. And like you guys did the same kind of thing, but ESF had very specific like expectations yeah. and I found that that was helpful yeah yeah because they can Pretty teach cool. to what they what they're looking for right. essentially. yeah and and Gabe and I went to community college so um you know we had some college experience but it wasn't specifically ESF and in that curriculum so I understand what Emily's saying about that mm -hmm. now you didn't go to community college together no, no. <laughs> we lived across the state <laughs> from each other um, and but we now, we love met. Is <laughs> we Gabe met. Is the reason Anna and I are not dating. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, of course, Emily, Gabe, and I met at Ranger School, and Emily and I immediately became best friends, and Gabe and I almost immediately became boyfriend and girlfriend. So, wow, it all worked out. And yeah. evidently, Gabe is also one of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> evidently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's not a negative, by, but I mean, like by default, maybe. Yeah, by default. That sounds like it wasn't my choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I brought them together. As I make so. Gabe reassure me that he'd still be my friend if Anna wasn't around. <laughs> the um, the Ranger School. What I uh, so I have been a number of times and um, and have visited and obviously having two of my own kids go through. It's so unique, right? Like you live. And you eat and you go to class all in that same building. and uh, With the same people. With the yep. same yeah, you 40 get people, close. 50 people. Mm -hmm. And you just, you, and it's intense. Like you go from 22 August, credits a semester. Yeah, 22 credits is a lot. And you go from <laughs> August until typically till mid-May. And mm. I mean, you really and, go. And you're in school yeah. from 8 to 4 every day. So yeah. you guys only went to four? No, it was no, five. I was, five. Like, okay. I was like, wow, you guys are really All amazing. Right. Eight to five. I was off by an hour, but yes, we did. Because that's you know, what I always thought. Five. Like <laughs> for the longest time, Monday. I always said eight to four, and then I was like, no, dinner was at five thirty. <laughs> right. Right. We had eight we to had five. We had an hour lunch in between. Yeah, you did have yep. an hour lunch. When they when they sold it to us, they said it's it's really intense. It's going to be, you know, they they won't have any time for down stuff. It's you'll be in class. In, from eight to noon, and then mm. you'll be outside from noon to five. It doesn't matter what the weather is, and then all night you're going to just spend working on your getting your homework mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it's. I mean, that's that probably in part is true, but I also know that I've gotten enough texts and phone calls <laughs> from you guys saying that you know what are you doing? Oh, watching Netflix. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we're taking uh, you know, we're taking an hour ride to go to McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that happened quite a few times. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't leave. There were weeks in the winter where I, I didn't, or really fall, because winter I was skiing. But I was, I'd be on campus for two, three weeks and not leave. Yeah. Because I just oh, didn't really have much of a purpose to. You well, guys didn't have, you guys COVID, didn't have a choice. You, they but, took our yeah. car keys. But, uh, I did feel like second semester was easier. First semester, I definitely, and some of that was coming out of high school. I, it was new to me. So there was there definitely was an, an extra bit of having to figure it out while doing it, um, but second semester eased up, had a rhythm of it, kind of had more time on my hands. Would you guys say second semester was harder or easier? <laughs> Uh, I don't, well, I, I mean, didn't have I, surveying, so I, mean, yeah, I, think that, it, yeah. I think it was a little easier. It was easy till COVID hit. Yeah. And then, yeah. so the way it happened for us was 
they push you really hard before spring break. So we had been mm-hmm. working really mm-hmm. hard ahead of spring break. Mm-hmm. And around that time was when COVID all was hitting and schools were being let out and not coming home for spring break. And like the week before our spring break, halfway through, they no, told us. it was us, two days. Yeah. yeah. It was Thursday. Was, everyone yeah. was getting ready to leave on Friday. And yeah. Thursday night, they brought everyone into the main classroom and basically, like, basically said, leaving. look, this is the situation. Um, we're not going to tell anyone that they can't go home. You know, if you want to go home for spring break, that's fantastic. You go ahead, but you can't come back. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, so at that point, we had been working so hard. You're ready for a break. And we were just at each other's throats by that time. Mm-hmm. So by the end of it, we were like, all right, I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That, that And that's, I mean, it, it's a good and bad, right? Like you're tucked away in the Adirondacks in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So you can continue school. Every other college in the country shuts down. We, I yes. guess we were yeah. the only one across yeah. the country the that, that made in-person, that right. continued in-person classes. And we had an in-person graduation and we didn't wear masks at yep. school because we didn't, we didn't have to. We were so secluded in there. It's like we were quarantining. With all 50 of right, us, right. you know, 50 plus. And, we were quarantining but, before quarantine was a thing. Yeah, explain yeah. this logic, though. So they took our car keys because they didn't want us leaving campus because if one of us happened to bring COVID back, we'd have to shut down. And they did not want us to shut down. Yeah. But they decided that to keep us safe, after we were already quarantined, when you are in the classroom and when you're in the lunchroom, you have to sit a seat apart. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Yeah. After we're all going to the same dorm yeah. rooms together. I was like, well, I'm going to sit exactly, you know, right next to the person that I'm sitting to, you know, two seats away <laughs> at dinner time in an hour. So. <laughs> Some of that you wonder if that comes from the university. Oh, it was 100%. Oh, it was Nobody knew it. It is being yeah, hard being connected to ESF because you have to do it ESF. Because you had some, yeah. you had, we had two shutdowns, two shutdowns yep. where you had to wear yeah, masks, wear masks and, and, else. and, then and this it was, is three years later. And, and a was, lot of it follows Syracuse because they're owned by Syracuse yeah, University. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Which that's the worst part is that, you know, if ESF had a little more autonomy, they could do a little more of what they want to. Except but they're owned by the state. It's so easy for them just to be like, oh, we're going to do what Syracuse does when Syracuse tends to be a little more extreme than other places yes. right yep well it, so that was I've... that was definitely one of the biggest challenges at main campus too where it was like you know at, syracuse was doing stuff that no other place was doing and we had to follow suit because we're so directly attached to them like yeah. spitting in test tubes yeah once a week. <laughs> i mean even mm-hmm. i mean even the Ranger School property itself is owned by Syracuse because mm. if it was owned by the state where it is designated within the Adirondack Park, it would technically be forever wild. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So that's why Syracuse University technically owns the the whole the 2,000 acres of the Dubar Forest. And it's, you know, through, however they worked that up legally. You know, I'm sure it's leased. I'm sure Legally. it's technically leased by yeah. ESF campus or you know the the SUNY school. Right. But that's that's why we're able to do those timber harvests up there and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise, we'd never be able to cut a single tree. Right. 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 Well, which is just mind-boggling, right? Like mm-hmm. poor management practices. The state is gonna. Uh, we don't need to get into that. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> well, I mean, stuff I don't. Just drives me nuts. I don't necessarily disagree with it. With the, some, for some sections, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's good to have 
forests that are untouched and sure. just let them grow like yeah. they've been growing for it, millions of years and it adds diversity if it we treat if we manage a hundred percent of our forests that type of forest wouldn't exist anymore right and, that's, that, and, yeah. that's, and that's you're that's getting totally rid true. of a portion of diversity so i think yeah to definitely designate you know sections and chunks of mm. forest land in new york and stuff like that to be forever wild you're maintaining that kind of diversity and the kind of habitat that you don't always get with managed forests. And I think the Adirondacks are unique because it, it is a large state park. Yes. There's, there's no, I think it might be one of the largest, the largest if not the, the largest country, yeah. state mm-hmm. park. And it's, and it's state, so right. it's not federal. Um, and then another thing that when they, when they bought all of it, they couldn't just buy all of the land because so many people already had residencies or private property. There's a lot of that. So there's a lot of easements and, and various things like that that make up the, the Adirondack park. Um, and so it is, there's a lot of it that's forever wild, but there's a lot of areas that are, are still being managed. And yeah. I think it does allow for a lot of opportunities and unique opportunities. And, in, and in there, does paper yeah. mills own any land still they, mm. up there? Yeah. Um, mills we definitely do. They I mean, do. you know, I don't know if they're paper mills now right, per right. se, Not, because I know New York's paper mills kind of really took a yeah. there's, that huge there's, downturn. I know there's, there's a, a paper few mill. And far between now. And like down south, like like Allegheny area, because we were talking about that, and they 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 were sending truckloads down when we were at some. Well, site. there's mills mm-hmm. that are closing down here now yeah. too. Oh, not yeah. not paper oh. even, but still yeah, just regular mills. Yeah. yeah, and there there is a lot now that it's it's harder um, for a company like a paper mill to uh, uh, manage for a forest um, because it, that is a long term investment managing for that forest. And that's just something that they it isn't giving them money to manage a forest because yeah. they, they won't see that money for at least you know 50 years or 100 years or however long. So there's a lot more recently where they're sourcing to, to private landowners who are selling the lumber um, and a lot more like that. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it at work all the time, too, of just how, you know, small mill operations and stuff like that in New York and even just in the industry in general, they're getting harder and harder to come by because oh, it's yeah. extremely hard to keep up with those big mills that are putting out, you know, three, four, five million board feet a day mm-hmm. when, you know, a small mill might put out 300,000, yeah. you know, 300,000 board feet a day yep. or 500,000 board feet a day. You know, it's hard to keep up with that. And that, and that goes the same for the, the people cutting. You yeah. don't, you oh, don't, yeah. you never see a guy with a, a skitter and a chainsaw anymore. Mm. Like it, it's, it's, it's all it, right. Unless it's, we a, have that at Allegheny yeah. County. We don't allow mechanical harvesting on our properties. Really? So we and, get guys with skitters and, yeah. and <laughs> actually um, we, we see a lot of, hand felling at Forcon too hmm. um yeah we get a lot of both yeah <laughs> and and some amish loggers too and yeah. they're all yeah. using I mean, they're all, all using yeah. chainsaws right and yeah, they're right. horses it certainly depends on the job too yeah you know yeah. if we're doing you know if we're doing a shelter wood where you got to take a lot of small stuff and your you know your stem count that you're cutting is very high you know it just makes sense to go in there and with mechanical and those guys can do the jobs a lot better and, and, and they can do them a lot faster and probably in some regards safer too right I yep. mean, a little to, bit yeah for sure mm-hmm. the only thing when you get mechanical and you start bringing you know a lot of that heavy machinery and stuff like that into the woods you end up with a lot more damage to your residuals yep. Yep. Yeah. and the trees that you're leaving so that's where, you know, having a hand crew come in and a guy with a chainsaw and a skitter, you do a little less damage to the woods. Yeah, but. you get far less uh, bumper damage, that kind of thing. On the, on the, yeah. yeah. Mm. But the, the 
the alternative though is right the mechanical disturbance in the in the soil it will often turn that seabed up and, yeah. and oh yeah well, and there and there's different harvest systems that you can use if you want more scarification in the soil or, or less um, like if people will they'll do a lot more whole tree if they want to scarify the soil and that's yeah. and that's things mm-hmm. that when you're creating like when emily creates a management plan that has to recommend a uh, a treatment we say do this harvest uh, where you you recommend that that you use this system because it's going to produce the most for whatever reason and that's all has to be considered when you make that and it's not just go in and cut it so let's let's go back to um to the ranger school how is the food tacos <laughs> <laughs> did you go chicken or beef on your tacos beef i don't I, remember i don't think I, we had chicken say I went. <laughs> No, we definitely had multiple kinds, but I feel like they mm. ran out of one or the other very quickly, mm. and I feel like they ran out of the chicken a lot faster. Yeah. I definitely feel like we went through more chicken. I would normally do one of each, not remembering which one I liked more, and then I go back. But they had two types of chicken for us, and it varied. Really? Some t- well, it was it was just two for whatever reason when they when they ordered it, it was like one of them was like more of a canned, and then one of them was more of like a. They did it like shredded. Yeah, they were slightly different, and one of them was far better, and that was kind of the deciding factor. So when we went for his graduation (laughs) a a month ago or whatever it was, like I'm thinking, okay, let's just go out for a nice dinner. We're (laughs) staying in Watertown. Let's go get them. We'll hike the the fire tower, then we'll go get dinner. And um, Jackie did not want to. She's like, no, we've signed up for the dinner. We'll stay for the dinner. We didn't get to do it with Emily's, and we get to the dinner i'm like okay it's supposed to be prime rib or whatever and it was like shoe leather i mean i thought i'm pretty sure i ate the bottom of a logger's boot from the first class that went through in in their defense it was supposed to be a barbecue and for one yeah, reason or another, the water didn't run up. Like it, they couldn't get it up to the ball field where they oh, do really? that barbecue. Yeah. And so they had to change. They didn't do grilled. Like they didn't do burgers. They did, I think, pulled pork or something. Oh yeah. Um, and then there was leftover. And you guys never got prime rib, did you? No, we, we did do we steaks. We, we had, had steaks, steaks yeah. there. When we had Not our business. prime rib. We had dinner. we had prime rib with a. I don't know. It was like an alumni, like they were doing that. Maybe the campground cleanup or, or something along those lines, where there were a bunch of alumni up there, mm. and we did prime rib for dinner. It was like the weekend or the last Sunday there, um, maybe the Sunday before that, and it was they were cleaning. I don't know. All I know is they had prime rib, and it was actually good. Like it was yeah. like real. It wasn't in prime rib. They came in a can. It was like real prime rib <laughs> and like real great. And they had au jus with it. It was like, fin- I had like five pieces of it. Oh, did you oh. have the professional dinner? Oh, uh, we did it at lunch. Like what, for your management plan? No, 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 we had professionals come in and you got placed at a table and they taught us how to sit. And like, if you have an interview with somebody and they take you out to a nice dinner, how you're supposed to eat, what's the proper etiquette. It was like an etiquette they, dinner. Yeah, yeah. They, no, that's exactly. we had to no, sit and talk with that. professionals and learn how to cut piece by piece, not cut it all up at once, and which knife and fork is for what. Pass the salt to the right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Except yeah, I had we, a server at my table. We didn't have that. We had lunch with professionals when we, because uh, we had to present our management plan to a professional, mm-hmm. and we had lunch with them. Um, and that was like we kind of discussed with them. That was the first thing we did after we met them, and but that was just I think it was like pizza or something. Like it wasn't. <laughs> Must have been a bridging thing. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. How long? How long had 
was he at the school? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. Well, he was teaching before he was director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He'd oh, been there for really, yeah. many years. I don't even want to. It's hard to put guess. a ballpark on <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he. I mean, he was teaching, and then he was director for quite a while. So. Yeah. Um, Long before we went to Ranger yeah, School. Was he sure. planning to um, step down as director before yeah. COVID? Yes. Or he planned COVID on, he could have been done after the fall semester, but he liked our class so much that he decided to stay for the spring semester. Mm-hmm. And then got And then the poor COVID. guy had to, yeah, yeah, got hit with COVID. But could you imagine changing directors oh, halfway that through? Horrible. Oof. Yeah. And you had Johnston yep. is the director now. Yep. And she... She didn't teach us in courses, so she taught ecology, and then she taught half of soil, and technically fire, but she, you know she doesn't really, and mm-hmm. that was it. That's all she taught. Mm-hmm. So that was. I think Bridget just talk, think... taught gendro and silviculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah, was great. We love him. They have a lot more stuff going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. they have a lot of stuff that they have to deal yeah. with. Was all you know, trying to run too. that school. So. Yeah. They usually, I was going to say, they usually teach about, like, you know, two classes, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were all the other profs the same? No. no. So I had uh, Mr. Dubis, who uh, I... Wasn't Dubis there with you? No. no. Wasn't, really? So he taught management and silviculture, and then first semester he taught um, uh, measurements. And that was... And he was... He was teaching in Maine somewhere for like years before this and he had done he had been a professional forester for a bunch of different Timos and stuff in, in Maine and um, and he was a 80 class of sometimes in the 80s maybe 90s graduate mm-hmm. um, of Ranger School and he was they did a lot to get him down there they had he has a website for woodblock ID that he made for that last school and it's oh, like really? a, like that's what we use for wood like he that was a major source that we yeah. used he didn't use mm-hmm. savage's nrm book at all no mm-hmm. you oh, know really? that white yeah, book yeah, he brought yeah, it home i was book. like why it, do you not have any writing in this he's like we didn't use it I'm like what it might have oh. gotten used like twice and then like referenced or it might have been like we were supposed to read out of it more than I ever did. <laughs> oh, that's just college. <laughs> you know, I remember, yeah. oh, read this chapter for surveying. Where's yeah, the whole sure. words? Well, it, was, yeah. it, was, yeah. it was great. I got all these books from Anna, and I don't think I opened any of them except for what she asked for. Uh, Is there something important in that book that I might have left? <laughs> so what other no. props did you guys have? It, it was... Um, well, Johnston was a professor, right, right. so that's yep. really the only change was, yeah. and our, 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 our TA was different. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. We had, our TA was class of 18. And who, was, who ran the, um, the equipment? That was still Fleming. Fleming, yeah. Fleming. Fleming is Fleming. families from Perry. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then... But I mean, I know they have flip-flopped around the yeah, bunch of who yeah, teaches yeah. what class uh, now. Like Savage, sure. Savage is so checked out right now. Is and it I really? don't, I don't know if I don't, like, I don't think he's retiring anytime soon. I think it, he just doesn't like he do, teaches Dendro, which is you know not a crazy course. Yeah. He taught Ace, which is not a crazy course. Um, yeah, we just went on. And then trips. second semester, <laughs> he he taught leadership. Which is also not a like it's just like mm-hmm. he taught like we watched Miracle and we watched um, Invictus and talked about them. We had a class where it was Ranger School baseball. And it was just like he was just kind of like he, he didn't. And it, but the only real difficult class he taught was probably FIP, and that wasn't a lot yeah. of teaching, but it was a lot of grading. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so what does FIP stand for for those? Forest ones? Inventory Practicum, yeah. which is just a, a large measurement class of. Yep. 
He taught that for us too. It's, it's oh, essentially yeah. a timber cruise. Yeah. 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 So you just go out there and you do plots and you come? do it in a group of three, which I think is funny now that that we're, you know I'm <laughs> yeah. only cruising alone. What compartment were you guys? We were the one right above that. You know where that parking area is, like the little picnic area. Oh yeah. Pull offs like up the road a little bit. Oh, so you were up the road for that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were wow. up there. Okay. We were we were compartment twelve, which was right off Route Three, but attached, like one of the most northernmost mm-hmm. compartments. Compartment three, they're, do they're doing a big cut in there. Oh really? Were you, you guys were probably the fish. We were. No, we were the big we were fish out, for our management. Yeah, for the management no, plan. We, we, were we weren't big fish. Big fish. Yeah. We were they were we were there for ecology. You didn't do your mm-hmm. management plan on the big fish. Nope. Huh. I don't even remember. Uh, we it was a weird section that we did it. It was multiple compartments. Like it was, hmm. it, it was out, and part of it was like, um, you know, the all off P vine, all the property on that side of yeah, P vine. Yeah. We had that, and then we had up. Nobody's gonna know all yeah. what we're no, talking about. Just, no, 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 it was just, big yeah. fish compartment. Uh, <laughs> like, all right, what's going on? Yeah, um, oh. So, when they sold it as you're in class all morning, then you're outside all afternoon, and they always said that it was. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the weather is. We're going out. Was that was that true? Were you guys it was out? If you were, oh yeah, it was yeah. if you were section oh, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, there were plenty of days. We used to say like you know section. I think it was section one. Yeah, because I was two. Had, yeah, you were section two. Section one had the curse of the rain, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially yep, when it came to surveying. Sucks to suck. I think I. I would say more than fifty percent of my surveying labs were in the rain. Oh, oh yeah. It was, yeah, it was laser, not fun. Lasers don't work the best in the rain. I usually have GIS sucks, period. lab on the use it in the rain. <laughs> we, were, we were lucky later for some of the surveying, but I remember our our taping and pacing practicum was downpouring. At one point, it was it, yeah. it was striking lightning, and they, they honked vans and told us to go in, and my partner and I were looking at the rain, and, and he didn't care. And we looked, and we're like, that's going to pass over. By the time we get up to the vans from where we're at, it's going to be done. So we just kept going. And people were like, look for us. We watched lightning strike a tree nearby and crash down. <laughs> and I was like, it's going to hit the trees. It's not going to hit me. And we just kept going. And, and we did pretty good. I don't remember our grade for that, but we did fairly decent. How, how was it in the winter? Pretty cold? Uh, quite a bit of snow, I remember. <clears throat> yeah, we got hit with a few big snowstorms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, enough to bury the cars. Were they right when you were trying yeah. to leave? Yeah. It was a great ski season. Oh, yeah. Now ours, and ours I drove odd. back in a snowstorm right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, we did. That was I, pretty rough. So were you out in snowshoes and everything for yep. classes? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely bring snowshoes. I know guys that never had to use them. Really? Well, you got to walk it, in the back if you don't have snowshoes because everybody up yeah, front it, right. makes the trail for right. you. Yeah. 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 Ours was... We were... I mean, we had two good storms of snow and then it was like nothing. We had we had a night that it was negative forty five, and that was it was cold. It's crazy cold. Yeah, that was our that whole, was really cold. But our that whole, was not a lot of snow. Forest inventory practicum was in two feet of snow. Yep. Oh. Our, the first. Oh. Our yeah. So that was the whole thing. Snow. We were you know oh. hiking. We were hiking snow, around and two oh. feet of snow with snowshoes and. Were you dying you know. when you got back? Oh yeah. This but, I mean, you know you're measuring DBH at your waist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> snow is like. You know, four and a half feet up from the ground when you got two feet of snow, it's it's about oh, your waist. Gosh. Instead yeah. of up on, you know, on me, it's yeah, my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I know for you, it's by your shoes. Not going to help my case of my year being harder, but our first two or three days of FIP, there was no snow on the ground. Like I was in boots. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like it was, and it was mildly 
like there was, I want I want to say it was in a sweatshirt for most of it. Like I wasn't yeah. even. Um, hmm. So we're getting. Uh, it's been forty minutes already. So I, I want to hear, like, what was from each of you? What would you say was the hardest part of your year in Ranger School? And like, what's your your favorite all time memory? Was there a party or was there a a class or what was your what like what was your favorite memory so oh now charlie Ooh. stops talking <laughs> <laughs> as an overall i think one of the best things is the friendships and the memories that you have together like you might not be friends with everyone in your class but you mm -hmm. all know each other you will all have a connection for the rest of your life and since being out i've met a lot of ranger school grads and there's just a bond that exists just because you all went there yeah. so yeah. like Anna, because you all experienced the same thing just different right. years and when mm. we went back to main campus we lived with a bunch of ranger school grads so the friendships and that were great and i will always remember our canoe camping trip like the first or second <laughs> weekend that, that, was say that, that was that good. one trip did you guys go to probably no, the no. spots were all taken. We up made there. it. I was gonna say we yeah. pat. We made it all the way out there, and then had to turn around and start going back because there were no available spots. <laughs> oh, I fell out, out and sat in the middle of the canoe on that trip. <laughs> now <laughs> I happen to know on good authority from my cousin that when they did that first weekend, there wasn't a spot in the seat in the middle because they were taking a keg out with them. No, <laughs> no. we we packed lighter and brought bottles of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we didn't get a spot we were late to get out there yeah <laughs> anna what would you say was the hardest part and the and your your best memory yeah um i would say the hardest part uh i mean some of the classes were pretty tough it was you definitely needed to help each other out um you know it's studying and you know figuring out what the professors want and surveying was pretty tough yeah. learning all the math and everything else but you know it all worked out in the end and and we all help each other out so that everybody passed every class you know you weren't yeah. uh, struggling too bad um i would say i think my favorite kind of thing about it is that not only do you make such great connections with people from ranger school but it also helps you you know long term and in, in the environmental field because uh, you know, I heard before I even went to ranger school that employers like mm -hmm. graduates from ranger school because mm -hmm. you are, you got a good background. Like, you know, I always describe it. It's like a trade school for forestry. Yeah. And then also you're in school for so many hours a day, just working, working, working that you already have that kind of, uh, work attitude about your yep. daily life. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How'd you do throwing chain by the way? Um, I remember breaking chain more than I threw chain. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, how about you? I was going to say, I definitely, some of the hardest parts there were, you know, like, I was going to say, like, I was thinking about, it, like, looking back, I'm like, nothing that I did there was, like, overly hard. It was just the procrastination of things <laughs> that killed so me. You know, yeah, I was going to say, Emily was always on top of her stuff, like, getting all the homework done right away. You guys want to hang then, out? No. You know, it's, oh, shoot, the management plan's due tomorrow. Well, it looks like I'm going to be in the computer lab till 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, Omer's doing his rounds in the building, comes and checks in on you at midnight. Hey, how much longer you got? Oh, I don't know. Know, maybe another hour or so 
Next thing you know, it's three o'clock in the morning and he's coming in going, dude, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And I'm like, I gotta get it done. Yeah. What was your latest night? So, oh God, I don't know. I think, I swear I pulled an all-nighter there one time. And you guys would always had five minutes running to class just, in the morning. Oh, we were oh, always yeah, late. Always late. <laughs> No, you always seem to make throw, it on time. Just on time, but we on ran and, and across down the, the hallway. And I was <laughs> the farthest. Uh, I feel bad for the people the farthest who sat dorm. next to you. Well, yeah, the brown box morning. <laughs> Turning in your homework to the brown box too. It was a sprint up there to get there before uh, Rivera went to go unlock it and yeah. take all your homework out. <laughs> there was a time or two where I uh, ran in there in the morning, and she was already there taking the stuff out and she just looks at me shakes her head and goes give me it <laughs> Charlie you wouldn't know what the brown box is yeah did. we had the brown box we also had uh, the digital brown box oh, which was okay. like it was like a, a drive on your computers that was like we could put into it but we couldn't take anything out delete anything off of it um, so it was the same thing but it was for digital work hmm. which was yeah we had that oh I didn't know yeah so Charlie favorite Best uh, part of it and hardest part of it? I'll start with, I guess, hardest part. Um, hardest part, I have never been somebody that, like, studies. Hmm. Never been some, I've never really needed to study. I've always kind of got the work done and, and been fine with the grade I got, you know. I never really struggled in <laughs> high school. And so there was a bit of a wake-up call there, um, and that, that definitely threw me. And there was some teamwork there. It was like, hey, I'm, I finished this, you finish that. Um, that kind of thing, but that was, you know, you you figure it out, and I I kind of had to buckle down every now and then, but it all worked out in the end. Um, and then favorite memory has to have been the night that we went to Cranberry Lake for a Jamie Savage concert. Hmm. Yes, yeah. that was good. Um, we had that one. Ours was on. Uh... Valentine's. Yeah, oh, Whiteout Weekend. Yeah, white when you out post weekend. this, you gotta use one of his songs for the. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, oh. Yeah, I have to. Also got you. Yeah, everyone one, listening, yeah. look up Jamie Savage. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Music is iconic. But uh, so that and that night we were and that I really felt like I was like we were part of Ranger School because almost everybody was there. We had a kid that had dropped out first semester, like he failed first semester, and he was there because he was like working <laughs> up there, and he, and he just showed up. And uh, and we were in there, and I don't remember. It was like an Irish jig or something, and mm -hmm. we had the whole class of Ranger School all doing jigs and jumping around <laughs> up in the front. And he and he was like, "Oh, you can tell that these guys know each other." And and so you really felt like there were. I danced with people that I had talked to like five times first semester. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, they were just in the other section, didn't have classes with them, and and you just you have that bond. And then we got back to the school. And realized my friend, who decided the night before he was going to do the Cranberry 50, oh, right. yeah. had not shown back up, even though he said he'd try and be back before dark. Or, <laughs> or by he said by like midnight-ish. And at this point, it's well after that. So all of us guys think we're going to be the heroes and hike out into the <laughs> on the Cranberry Lake 50. Um, told Mr. Mara, we had like, we had maps, we had six guys two vehicles three three guys a piece everybody had maps chargers lights like the works everybody we had backpacks of food and like mm -hmm. really ready to go and it took us 15 minutes to get to that point we're driving into Wanakina to split up and he's walking with his walking sticks 
just wayward son is playing on his phone as he's going. And I, and I pull up, roll down the window, and he just looks at me. He's out of breath, and I just sit, I'm sitting there looking at him, and it's just carry on my way. Just start laughing. I was like, "What is wrong with you?" And he did it in like less than 24 hours. Yeah, that's Ooh, crazy. So he and he was. I mean, he wow. ran like crazy. Yeah. Dude was he was crazy. And yeah. and the craziest part about that whole less than 24 hours, he ended up he stayed the night and went back out at like seven in the morning because he just didn't think he could finish because he started at the dam, and so he had like five yeah. miles or six miles to finish. But yeah. it was crazy. He all he brought for food. Was a couple of packs of saltine crackers, which he ate all the time, a cosmic brownie, and a gallon water jug with like Gatorade powder in it. Mm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and how long did it take you guys to do the cranberry? Yeah, cooking? Gabe and I two did two and a half days, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was tough. We and were was, hauling you know, like I mean, we slept at night, obviously, yeah, yeah. but we um, we hiked all day, and I think the first day we did 19 miles, yeah. and that was killer. I mean, my feet were killing me. Wow. So to hear that somebody did it in less than 24 hours with just that so, much food is kind of nuts. This was winter. This was like in the middle. So he was in snowshoes for most of it, um, and that and he said but that he was a, it was Jared did it pretty he quick would, too. he would he d- would did ultra marathons and stuff yeah like okay no, he, yeah. so he yeah. he competed for on the he was competing on the cross country team for ESF while at Ranger School mm-hmm. so he'd go home compete on a Saturday and come back kind of thing oh wow um, no he had he had issues. I was gonna say we did have, we did have one kid like that. I think he did it in like a day and a half or something yeah. like yeah, that. Just because he was yeah, Marshall big did it in Crocs, a big runner he? and stuff. No, no, no. But he did it in like heavy steel toe boots. Oh though. yeah, he did. No, that's what it's it worse. He, With a weighted and carried a weighted yeah. blanket. <laughs> he carried a twenty-five wow. pound weighted like blanket. Twenty something. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been on some camping trips with Because, man, it's just Marshall. (laughs) That's the only way you can explain it. It's just, that's who he is. No, this kid was crazy. All right, we're going to, we'll close. And there's, I'm going to close with this. There's a a Wanakina tradition, right? That behind your mirror. (laughs) So what was behind your mirror? There was a lot behind my mirror. A lot of writing, just people quoting things. There was a lot of room 205 the Wanakina bar like there's a lot of things like that um i had we, there's a little box in the ceiling too mm-hmm. and mine had a, a an artist conch in it that said no trees on the duber <laughs> <laughs> so uh and i don't even remember at this point i could figure i it was out. hoping that we might find out that you were in gabe's room or something no i was no. i was room 252 i was gonna say i do have my name on the back of my mirror though no, yeah i never found was- that I don't know. They, I guess the kids before me had started a list of people with mullets. <laughs> and at the time, I had, I guess you could call it a mullet. It yeah. was pretty long hair, kind of like what I got going on now. <laughs> but, you know, so I had to put my name down on there. And mine was full of, oh, jokes that, you know, probably should never be told. And, <laughs> um, a lot of warnings. Know, yeah, warnings, that kind of stuff. You know, I think I added one or two things on the back of mine. <laughs> Anna, do you remember what's on the back of yours? Uh, yeah, I think I hadn't looked at mine until I think the day we were going to leave. Yeah. And we unscrewed it because the guys, you could just, it was hanging. You could yeah. take yeah, it and yeah. look at it. But the, the women's, uh, you had to take a screwdriver and kind of unscrew it. So I was pretty lazy, didn't undo it for a while. But um, I remember there was... Uh, there was a picture of from a magazine of like this kind of attractive man uh, wearing, <laughs> wearing some loggers clothes, and there was some uh, some some questionable things said about him. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, 
with my dorm, it was on the corner of the building, and it had a window at at mm -hmm. uh, at ground level. So I would I would go out the window for lab without and throw out all my stuff, and then after lab, I would just climb back in the window. <laughs> so I think I wrote like you know if you if you don't use the window as a door, you're doing it wrong. I so. know <laughs> I know guys that use that window one night. Mm -hmm. oh, oh yeah. I'm like, seriously, every night we use that window like <laughs> <laughs> All the time. I don't even remember if I took mine off or not because, like Anna said, it was kind of a pain to do it. Um, if I did, there wasn't anything, like just the typical jokes or signatures and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, I had been dating somebody at Ranger School at the time, and behind his mirror um, was an old surveyor's notebook. Hmm. So it had like somebody left it there, and it wasn't really. Sounds helpful. like somebody took school way too seriously, to me. But well, we thought it could be helpful, so we like thought it was like a prize possession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like don't tell anybody you know, we have yeah, it. It has all the answers. Yeah, it's got all the answers. But no. it's your own calculations, your own like distances yeah. that you're shooting and mm -hmm. angles. So it wasn't very helpful. It basically but. just showed you how to set everything up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, that's uh, I, I love hearing the stories. I love being, you know, going up there and visiting. And I have said that to multiple times to, I think it was to Johnston, that mm. I would kill to come up here for school. And she said, come on up, you know. It's, mm. But a wife and four kids kind of make that impossible for me. <laughs> but I'm, I love to hear these stories and hear the experience that you guys had. And, and I will say... I think there's a professionalism that comes from what you guys endured, you know, over the course mm -hmm. of a year. I think you're far, you're you're set up to be far more successful than than you know some of the others who have just kind of wandered out into the woods and said, "I think I'll cut this down." So <laughs> me, oh for sure. I mean, I like, think. I think Go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh boy, I was gonna say no. I, I think, I mean, especially going back to main campus and seeing some of the other kids that yeah. were, you know, gonna graduate with the same degree that I had. It was like, how? Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, and you know, you're not. Never you're not helping you in the work. Have never worked a, a total station. Yeah, never. Couldn't yeah. you know? Couldn't do plots like we could, mm -hmm. and yep. all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And it was like, how are you going to end up with the same degree? And you can get the same job. You know, we might be applying for the same job. Right. How is that a possibility? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that you know, going to that school really kind of hammered in the whole, like basically the way to work yeah. in yeah. the industry. I mean, they taught us how to walk fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's oh. been extremely helpful. Yeah. Through the woods without yeah. trails. Yeah. Actually. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, we might disagree on whose class had it harder, but I think we can all agree that um, Ranger School is better than Paul Smith's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rich man's forestry. That <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, thank you guys, and uh, thank you folks for listening. And we always sign off with "There's there's adventure out there, so go out there and live it." And um, I, I guess that's it. So thanks again. Mm -hmm.